Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a that's a lie, Joe. That's a lie. Yeah. And it was your son in the Ukraine. All right. And what they were saying was, uh, well, a lot of people died in nursing homes in Democratic states. It's not just New York. It's all the Democratic states. And the truth is, a lot of people did die in nursing homes in Democratic states. The truth is, people are dying today in nursing homes in Republican states. Most watched Fox News interview a couple nights ago from Tucker Carlson. Did those meetings happen as they have been alleged when Joe Biden was a private citizen? We're not gonna waste any time on this smear campaign because it's just another distraction to distract, uh, uh, again, away from four years of Donald Trump's reckless policies. So many, so many distractions. We'll be hearing from my, my new friend, Jamal White later. He's one of Biden's national campaign coordinators. Man, they can stick to a script. The national people, <laughs> T.J. Ducklow and um, and who's Kate, the girl you like? Yes, she, we're dating. As a matter of fact, Kate, <laughs> Kate Bedingfield. She, he, I like her, and and then this guy, my buddy Jamal White, and he's um, they're wonderful. Their ability to be such disciplined flax and have you know no sense, and it doesn't matter. A flack is a flack. A flack has no soul. Republican flack or Democratic flack, it doesn't matter. But it's going to be incredible. You know how Sean Spicer's not allowed to go to a book signing, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, Huckabee Sanders is not allowed to eat in public because <laughs> she'll get thrown out of a restaurant. And now Chris uh, Kaylee McEnany, you know, is uh, berated everywhere she goes. She's also been heckled. And uh, and uh, thank you very much. One more, too, please, if you don't mind, just for later. I'm not telling you what that is. <laughs> My daughter slash barmaid uh, waitress uh, Sally Shattuck is uh, is there. So, um, so, um, so none of these because they're liars because the Trump press secretaries are liars, and that's a very new thing that you would lie like that blatantly. They have to be cast out of just polite society. They're not allowed to do that job. My God, just because you know fifty million people 
for the first time ever because the uh, Stephen Colbert showed them for the first time ever and uh, and the Jimmy whatever and the other and the, whatever dumb news they watch showed them these press secretaries spinning, which is what they do. People said, oh, my God, liars, liars in government. This must be a Trump thing. We knew we knew this was going to be terrible. You see, we knew it would be the end of the days it, when Hillary was was upset. We knew that this would be the end. I hope you. How do you like this now? Republicans who voted for Trump. Look at all these liars. Yes, exactly. And there's a new pack of liars. If Joe Biden wins Tuesday, who are going to be moving into the White House and spinning in line, just like the last pack of press room liars. That is what happens. God bless you, Sally Shadow. That is what happens. Um, and it, to, it's going to be so interesting that Jamal White and T.J. Ducklow and Kate Bettingfield, most likely they'll either end up in the White House or they'll end up in working for the DNC somewhere, mm-hmm. unless there's a real good gig with one of the marquee senators or whatever. Possibly they'll get a job in a consulting firm, but some of the young guns probably have to earn their stripes. So, it, but you'll never know their names. You're never going to learn their names. There's not going to be um, Elizabeth Elizabeth Carey. Who the hell played Spicer, the funny woman? Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. There's not going to be somebody in SNL playing these liars. The new right, no. liars. There's the not going to be anybody. Public interest in uh, the White House press briefing room is going to plummet precipitously if Biden is elected. Yes, and it'll be a totally different kind of question that is asked. Totally different kind of question. And they'll get answers like this, and a couple of them won't take it. A couple of reporters who are into journalism won't take it. But mostly they'll just do what they're told because the newsrooms and the, are telling are going to tell them, you're not there to harass the Biden administration. This We've improved the world. We've been working four years to get this guy elected, Biden. And we're not going to go in there and ruin it. No. We've done a lot to cultivate this little flower that is the Biden administration. And so, and that's that's just it. But it is, it does get me thinking when just after the election, all of the thing, all of the moments when people wanted to, I had people telling me even before, after he was elected, even before he started as president, mm-hmm. now do you see, Tom? Now do you see? Now do you, oh, now you must see. You can't still support him. You can't. And then after the first month, oh my God, you don't support him. There's no way you can support him now, Tom. I don't, I don't. This is why I have to block you on Twitter. I don't want to. These are just these are just co-workers from years ago. Right. Now do you see? No. Now do you see? Now do you, because they're seeing things for the first time. For the first time. Didn't one former co-worker um, like message you and tell, tell you that they were tired of sticking up for you with people that they know? Try, I'm tired of trying to defend the things you say. To people that I know that you don't even know that are talking about you to that person. Yeah, I mean, how wild is that? I don't want to get into them. No, I mean, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to get into anybody in particular, but I just think it's so crazy, like the degree to which all these evil people out there who support Trump live rent free in the heads of liberals. Mm -hmm. Like they're out there thinking, how can they support this man? Right. Like all the time, all the time. I haven't, I haven't given two seconds thought to why people support Joe Biden. Like I don't, it doesn't keep me up at night. I, I don't know, you know. And yeah. and fundamentally, it doesn't matter that much, you know. It, who you vote for, you're not getting married to the person. You just voted for them, you know. Right, and and there are, and especially with Trump and Trump, this is one of the things they don't understand, is that those of us who voted for Trump are not. 
Trumpifites, many of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we voted for him for a number of reasons, despite him. Right. You know, there was no. I mean, I. I mean, I obviously was slamming him when he was just a new candidate. Mm-hmm. But, but there were you know reasons came together to vote for Trump in increments as we went along, and then many of them fueled by our friends on the right, left. And no in no the doubt media. about that. No doubt about that. But their idea is. They look at me. I mean, I, somebody's asked me why I vote for Trump and why why do I support him, and I've written back in length why. And they and essentially the message I got back was that's fairly well thought out for a Trumpster. What Trumpster? I mean, obviously, I'm not a Trump. I'm not. I'm, no, you're not in, wearing the red hat like out there waving a flag right. and like and running so, around. Yes, but it is preordained. It's already the the verdict is out on these people. If you vote for Trump, it's obviously for a couple of reasons. One, you're a really stupid Walmart shopper. And then one A, obviously, you're just simply a dumb racist. That's it. Uh, you you could to... be in a cult, or you could be well, just trying to make money off of it, right, off of okay. other dumb a, people. But they're so... all dastardly reasons. There's <laughs> right? There's no. There's never... no good reason. Right? There's no. There's no. Re- there's, it was not a well thought out reason uh, whatsoever, because you would never do that, because you would never work for somebody surrounded by so many liars. Because they're for the first time seeing all these people not telling the truth, being politicians. You know, lawyers and PR people in Washington, D.C. <laughs> and they're like, my God, that's not even real. He's not even saying the truth. That doesn't sound right. He, how could he lie? And then it's, it's all, it's so, such confirmation bias that it's so, gets so old. And that's why they're, they're not, they're not there to, that's why you can't change their minds. I mean, mm-hmm. I, when the person, when this is the last time I've ever bothered, the person asked me for a bunch of reasons why I voted for Trump. I gave them a whole bunch of reasons, and I defended his administration for a couple of reasons, and they walked right by it. And or and if I've done this before, the easy one is the the best thing is is because these progressives never talk to anybody outside of their little bubble. They never do. Of course not. So you can see because we're in a, a, a very blue state, so you can see their arguments coming from a mile away because that's really all we get to talk to around here or here. <laughs> right. Means. Well, so you see it coming from a mile away. So it's very interesting when they say things and they have contentions online and you completely, if they say name one thing that Donald Trump has done to prove he's not a white supremacist and you say, okay, the First Step Act was something that he um, that he efforted with a lot of political capital. It took him a lot of time, a lot of energy. Jared Kushner stood up, stayed up all night to do the thing, mm-hmm. working with Democrats, twisting the arms of Republicans in order to get a very progressive bill passed that um, that that releases and and um, prepares young men, young black men, minorities, to get back into the community, including releasing some straight up into the community, trains them to be employable in the community, and to have fruitful lives, setting them free, literally setting young black men free. That is not on any white supremacist's uh, agenda, ever. So I not. say something like that, and all I get is, we'll agree to disagree. That's it? No, we're not agreeing to disagree. I won. There's no, there's no well, true, but they don't talk to any conservative people, so they don't know what conservative arguments are like or the types of things that conservatives think. Whereas, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately about why this is, and it's really because the left is so dominant, I believe, in entertainment and the people who kind of shape culture. Um, you know, we live in a blue state, so we're surrounded all the time by a gajillion liberals. But also, everything on TV 
is made by liberals. Everything on Netflix is made by liberals. All the music is made by liberals, with the exception of a few country singers. You know, it's... um, So, we as conservatives know the things that liberals think. We have heard those arguments. Because we see them in our TV shows and in our movies and we read them in our newspapers and we because we live in the same culture that you live in, you know, so so we know all those things. We've heard all your arguments. We're not just dumb, you know, Uh, and we've come to different conclusions. But a lot of people on the left just never talk to conservative people. They don't listen to any conservative any talk radio. They don't watch any conservative TV stations like Fox, they would never watch Fox. Right. So they have no idea what the conservative arguments are. Well, yes, but also they've already composed a composite in their mind of what a conservative is. Oh, right. They and only fight they straw men in their heads. A, he's an ugly, white, fat, racist, boorish kind of person. He's got hate in his heart. He's all the bad people. It's such an easy thing to be a progressive because he's all the bad people. He's Gordon Gecko. He's uh, the a Potter from uh, the, the Life is Wonderful, Wonderful Life. Is it's a wonderful, a wonderful life. life yeah. He's every conservative is everything bad and ugly and racist and mean. He's and Voldemort it, and Harry Potter, yes, Darth exactly. Vader, and yep. all. Yeah, it's in Daddy Warbucks before he got nice. Yeah, it's, before Roosevelt and the, the Annie mm-hmm. changed him. He's all the vicious. Then they know they have this composite, especially. Oh, and he owns a gun. They know he owns a gun, and mm-hmm. that's ugh, that's something ugly about owning a gun. He might do some inartful things like watch NASCAR, and that's and that's also part of this is just elite coastal things as well. I mean, mm-hmm. you would never, you know, Budweiser. I have a Bud Light can right here, um, you know, and there's there are none of these Bud Light cans in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> it can't be gotten. Not, not in a lo- not in a loft. There's no way that you would that you would have it. And there's just these, they just don't know, and, it, and it's. Like we've talked to, we have friends who live right up the street who have said that they have talked to other people who don't know that they're conservatives, and those other people have said, "Yeah, we don't hang around with the Smiths anymore because they're Trump voters." And that's it. It's all it took. Who was it? What were we? What were we hearing? Who? Oh yes, that's right. The farm in Winchester, Mass. Mm-hmm. There's a farm. Is it Wilson Farms? No, it's, it's in, in Lexington. It's in Lexington, but okay, it's a little over the hill from Winchester. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm on the Winchester politics page, which is the Winchester only leftist politics are allowed page, <laughs> or else you get a yeah, welcome back. Anyway, my one of my old classmates is somebody who spends every moment of her life talking about the evilness. I can't believe how evil this is. Look what they're doing. This is evil. And uh, so now it's been found out that the farm up the hill or over the hill in in Lexington, which sells beautiful farm things. It's a really beautiful farmy place. Oh, it's it's, it's a liberal dream. Just uh, believe me. It's uh, beautiful. Yes, it's beautiful, and the stuff is great. It's a great farm. It's called Wilson Farm, I think. Anyway, mm-hmm. found out that uh, they somebody went through the campaign filings somewhere and found out they donated the guy who runs the farm donated ten grand to Trump. I think it was ten grand, right? Yeah. Well, somebody put all the Trump the. Database. I mean, it's legal to do this, obviously, but they publish it all on like an easily searchable website. Right. All the who donated to Trump, so that you can make your blacklist. Now. Right. So, so they found it in these good liberals of Winchester, Massachusetts, who love this farm, who love all of the new. I can't. I don't know what these people eat because I don't eat it. But I. They love all the the new uh, tapenade. Is that that's that's something, right? It's olives. That's or like something. olives. Yeah. And they love all the little gourmet things that this farm has and. 
It's so look, the look and feel is exactly. It is. If you're a oh, Liz Warren fan, Liz everybody... Warren was born in one of these mangers. That's what, the, what this place is, and they love it. And they can't believe that this guy donated to Trump. But they love the place. But now they're saying we're not going anymore. We're not going to go anymore. Too bad. He lost my business now. He lost my business now. But this guy who has given you goods and services that you've enjoyed, that have enriched your life, he runs a farm. You work in a brokerage company or are a tenured professor at Harvard. He has different considerations in his life that you have. And maybe he looked at his operation that he loves, that he's devoted his life to, and said, the plate of things Donald Trump is offering is better for my situation here and better for me to stay in business and sustain my um, my my company here and make all the little bitchy littles on the street happy, you know, and so that everybody pulls in here with a, with a Saab mm-hmm. station wagon or a Range Rover gets all the new uh, spice relish they want. What's you know? the type of squash you know? everybody's eating now? I uh, need to search it. I can't I don't remember. Know. I'm, I'm, I, the, what I'm hearing about more is fingerling potatoes, which is bothering me. That, that, that's <laughs> the, so anyway, I don't know these, if I'm hearing about that. This guy serves these people everything they want, but he's not allowed to have his own core principles. I mean, a transaction wasn't good enough that he does all the hard work and breaks his back and makes all the stuff for them, and then they pay, gave him money for it. No, he doesn't just get to take their money for their for in in exchange for his products he has to pledge his fealty to all of their principles he has to be an immaculate exact composite of what they are a copy of what they are and if he's not no he's banned nope he voted for trump hmm. because i thought he was a nice guy who enriched my life but in fact <laughs> now he's not he's darth vader and voldemort or whoever that is and and all of the bad people in the world, you see? He was just good, just yesterday. Now I see this piece of paper saying that he used his own earned money to back a politician. Now I know that he's now just a bad person and morally corrupt. Now we don't go there anymore, and he's dead to us. How, God, Jesus, uh, intolerant do you have to be? Well, but part of that is because Trump one you know it's like how the mozilla guy got ousted from his company after he supported uh was it prop eight in california that man gay marriage the same year that obama got elected by the way (laughs) interestingly in california um they outlawed gay marriage in california with a ballot question but um the mozilla um founder had donated to the to the cause so he had to go and it's because it won. If the thing had lost, no one would care what he donated to. If Trump had lost, our liberal friends would just happily go on tolerating us and tolerating Jim Wilson. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we're just the joke conservative friends like, oh, well, haha, you always well, vote yes. for the wrong, uh, you know, like the Michael J. Fox character on right. that show or whatever, but, you know. Well, and now, well, well, now it's interesting. So now if Trump loses, what happens to Jim Wilson? Because there has been four years of Hitler. So... Or, I mean, that's going to be interesting. Well, they'll if go Trump back. Loses, if Trump loses, well, are they going to recede now and no longer pay attention? Probably. Probably. Yeah. And the lines, lawn signs get plucked up. Oh, it's going to be they so will. funny Look seeing how these they lawn don't signs remember. go away. They like, don't remember how they acted about George W. Bush. I know. But it's going to be fun seeing the lawn signs go away. They came right up. Um, hate is no place here. Hate has no home hate here. Hate has no home here. Came now right it's up, the We right Believe. After, right after Trump. Right after Trump. And now that their guy wins, all of the all of that that virtue signaling gone, 
because you know they only they would never be the yard sign kind of people ever. That's trashy. Mm -hmm. You know, they would never do that except in a state of emergency or extreme moral uh, preening in front of your neighbors. Mm -hmm. It's so incredible. It's so, you know, it's not that it's incredible. It's so disappointing that you'd be just, it's so, it's such a, a, um, assimilating freaking, um, like bovine creature, you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, all, all the dog, the, the, uh, the Australian Shepherd's barking at us and pulling us to over here. So here we go. We'll go over here. Okay, he's moving us over here. No, okay, he's moving over here. Lawn signs now? Okay, lawn signs. New lawn signs? Okay, new lawn signs. We're taking a knee and doing the Black Power thing this weekend? Okay, let's all do it. We're all dressing like the Handmaid's Tale this evening? Okay, we're all wearing X-rated hats for some reason, knit caps <laughs> and being grotesque. <laughs> and being and being as distasteful in 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 and crude, then we would never be in front of people. But now our feelings are hurt, so we're going to be, and we're going to shock people because you did this to us. Okay, we'll do it. That's fine. So disappointing. So disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you though how much of all of this sort of new political morality. It's just a set of cultural signals that you're showing people yeah. you're in the in crowd because you have the pink hat and you have the right yard sign and you have this and you have that and it's it's purely in-group signaling that's all it is it's delicata squash by the way that the Ooh. in-group everybody eats delicata squash now on instagram so jesus in case you were wondering um what to impress your friends with at your fall social that you're not allowed to have but you can eat the delicata squash on your zoom meeting um, and Jesus. show people that you're no. cool that way, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a form of being cool, just with politics. It is. It totally is. It, my God, it is. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing more to it. And, uh, and obviously, and sometimes two of the the cool causes of the moment, the fads of the moment, sometimes they intersect in a way that is not uh, that is incongruous mm -hmm. to them. So sometimes you have the plague, but you have to do the protest. So it's <laughs> tough. So everybody looks at everybody. It reminds me of the non-player character. Everybody looks at everybody and says, are we all in agreement here that we're going to stop recording for the next few minutes as we all drop completely the COVID thing, <laughs> and now it's Black Lives Matter thing for a little bit of time, and then we're going to put the shield right back up right afterwards and return to the previous reality. Of the COVID thing. Okay, yes, we all agree. We're not going to criticize each other for it. There you go. And even though now we're all doing the thing where we're on our alt outside in a huge crowd doing the Black Lives Matter thing, in 11 hours, we go back into the houses, at which time then we become, uh, you know, the, the, the frontline informants for anybody then not socially distanced and not doing the right COVID thing because it's COVID time again. <laughs> we're punching in and out of these different gigs that we have. <laughs> It's freaking incredible. It's incredible. And I'm, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's incredible. You know, there's... I don't believe anything these people tell me. I'm sorry, I don't. And I don't. And I don't. Like, the CDC person says wear a mask. I see, I look at a mask and I say, that makes sense that a piece of cloth could prevent you coughing spit out into the world. Makes sense to me that that would happen. Mm -hmm. CDC tells me it that the, the mask does something. And then 
by it, it, and then some jerk next door tells me that it's a moral thing to do it and it's about other people and it's not about you it's about other people and that masks will stop this whole thing and will reverse us and if you don't do it you're murdering people etc and by the time i'm done i'm like the person talking to me i don't trust you and i never will when you come you came around with masks you came around with a Black Lives Matter petition a couple of months ago. You came around with your green <laughs> crap, you know, every few, whatever. You try to sell us uh, dishware for kids that was made of vegetables. Remember that crap that we bought? <laughs> you know, I don't believe you in any of your salesman marketing uh, endeavors that you go into stylishly in demand and I have a problem with. And not only that, but you've made me literally, because not only do you, are you incredible that means not credible right mm -hmm. not only are you incredible but you're you have negative credibility <laughs> so your insistence that this mask is going to save lives has me now believing that the mask is less effective than i thought it was <laughs> when i was just studying at the very beginning i don't i believe less in climate change because of the idiots who talk about it all the time. <laughs> I don't trust them. I don't trust the 11-year-old kid who sailed over to New York. <laughs> She's older than that. Whatever she just she, looks young. Whatever she is. And <laughs> I don't trust these climate people who tell me that it's, that it's going to be five years and we're all going to die. I don't trust them. And I don't trust them not just because I don't trust them. And I do not trust them because I don't trust them because I just have, uh, you know, I have my own, uh, you know, BS detector, or at least I believe I do. But I also don't trust them because if we just transferred a lot of the power grid to nuclear immediately, we can get 93% of the crap they want done now. But no. Nope. But there's a fix for everything you have a problem for. It's nuclear. Nope. Why no? <laughs> no. Okay, then what do we have to do? No, no. You just have to change your life 114%. And we need to take wealth and move it around to, uh, the here and there, et cetera. Coincidentally, socialism is the only care for climate change. <laughs> just, right, exactly. It just so happens that the people who believed in socialism before they knew about climate change also know that the it's the only thing that fixes climate change. So, oh, well. I mean, and, you know, Exactly. Queer people exactly. solve climate change and, you know, B-I-P-O-C, queer people. Okay. That's back, that word is back now. That wasn't okay. allowed for a while, but now queer is good again. So oh, that's you a, just, okay. you have to keep up with the different. You know what's so funny? We talked about, talked about my dad and how he was not, uh, this is not a seamless change of subject, okay. by the way. Segway. Segway, yes, we talked about my dad and how he was just from the generation that didn't know, like he he had we worked with a gay guy and he had no idea. Mm -hmm. He also, um, like he like I said, I I've told you guys before you're listening that that he my dad worked with this gay guy and he's the gay guy was leaving the business to go open a bed and breakfast in Vermont with his like friend Brad, <laughs> and my and my dad's like, well, it's good to get in the hotel business and the hospitality is very. And I was like, Dad, he's obviously he's gay, right? And he said, Gay? What do you mean? He, a gay? And I said, uh, well, I think <laughs> he's in Vermont opening a bed and breakfast with his friend uh, Danny. And so I'm going to say right there that, you know, I would say so. That's just a, it's a, and that's, you know, it's fine. And he was, he didn't know, he just didn't, he didn't have, he's from a generation that didn't have. But not only that, but he used to use the word queer in its original sense. If something was odd. <laughs> so he right. would say it's queer. And actually, I was, <laughs> 
So he would say it's queer, and you know, and or if I, mm-hmm. me and Jimmy did something, my, my brother's Jimmy. I'm sorry about that. He would say, "Oh, well, that's queer," and you know, that's queer. <laughs> and I thought, my, I, you know what? I just it just hurt hit me out. I thought about it. I thought, wow, my dad had no idea that that was really a word later on for gay. Then I had another epiphany, Alice. <laughs> Maybe he did. <laughs> Maybe he was calling me and my brother gay. Maybe we were. I don't know. Anyway, so these so, are my, that's my aside. Yeah. But you reel us back in. But yes. Um, no, queer is a good word. That's what LGBTQ, the Q in LGBTQIA. Sometimes there's a two in there. I forget where the two goes. That's for two spirit. What's um, two spirit? <laughs> two spirit is a... Supposedly, an indigenous American concept of uh, not being non-gender binary. Oh, which is interesting because it has so a number two in it. So I think big, that kind of goes. Big with constituency binary. for that. For <laughs> I get on Tumblr. I guess there is, um, but queer what is, is Tumblr. Tumblr is a defunct social media site. It got purchased by Yahoo under the disastrous uh, Meyer administration. Meyer? Mayor, Ma- Ma- how do you say it? Who's Mayor? Melissa Ma- Mayer, the one, the one who was the oh, CEO really? who got in trouble because she was like answering emails an hour after she gave birth or something, and like people. Oh, like, she was going to be the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, and she was. She drove Yahoo into the ground, and then like so. Anyway, <laughs> one of her big purchases was she bought Tumblr, which was this up and coming social media site. It's basically like a micro blogging site. Like it's like little posts, and they can have videos and stuff. But it became like very, very leftist. Um. Wasn't she just on something, Meyer? Wasn't she just part of something? My, oh, she Mayor was on that. Meyer, I, she was on that phone call, wasn't she? With um, with um, Tubin. Wasn't she part of that? Was she, no, that's a different person. I think, <clears throat> and that's a media person. No, okay. she's gone. I think from everything. I don't know, but anyway, and people are gonna tell me how to say her name because I don't remember. But that was a million billion news cycles ago. All that stuff, but um. Anyway, so Tumblr is, like, very leftist, so there's lots of, like, you know, trans and be aromantic, parasexual, whatever. I don't know what things they are. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, um, but yes, queer is okay to say again. That's cool. What about um, sexual preference? No, that, uh, I believe, uh, earlier this month... Right. Became not okay. And to Amy, say, so. no, no. Um, uh, Maisie Hirono uh, took umbrage with that. Sexual mm-hmm. preference is gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the dictionary then updated because. So Maisie did Hirono so did that. the guy who worked with my dad have a sexual preference or he didn't? No, he had an innate, unchangeable sexual orientation. Okay. It wasn't a preference because preference sounds like. You know, you don't care that much. You just prefer. Well, I mean, can't there be guys or or women who have a preference, or, <laughs> or is that everything innate? If you, what if you? It's it's offensive to suggest that it's not a hundred percent innate, born that way. You absolutely have to sleep with that gender, or you will just keel over dead right now. Hmm. Like it's not a preference. Okay. Far beyond preference. Okay. Hey, can we talk about the Girl Scouts before we get to some of this audio? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Girl Scouts uh, tweeted a congratulatory note about uh, how the fifth female Supreme Court justice was 
um, place on the court. Right, with pictures of all the others. With pictures of all five. Um, it seems unobjectionable to most people, but uh, the left was... Congratulations. Oh, it sounds about to happen because this is the Hill website again. Um, Congratulations, Amy Coney Barrett, on becoming the fifth woman appointed to the Supreme Court since its inception in 1789. The 108-year-old organization wrote in a tweet that included pictures of the four other women to sit in the high court, Sandra Day O'Connor, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan. The post was also shared on the organization's Facebook page with a note saying, Girl Scouts of the USA is a non-political partisan organization. Non-partisan organization. We are neither red nor blue, but Girl Scout green. We are here to lift up girls and women. He continued, if you would like to debate partisan politics, keep scrolling. But, um... No, 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 no. No, no, no. (laughs) No, um, that's not allowed. You're not allowed to make nonpartisan posts that equate left-wing women with right-wing women as two sides of a coin. That is, whoa, that's objectionable. So, um, yeah, they took it down. They apologized deeply for having... It was perceived, they said, as a as a partisan political statement, which isn't what they meant to do. So, I, how anybody in their right mind could possibly perceive that as partisan is well. Massachusetts me. State Representative, uh, no, U.S. Representative Ayanna Presley says of the squad, you might know her. What kind of patch does one earn for uplifting a woman who is the antithesis of justice? It's a good question. What patch is there for that? <laughs> it seems. <laughs> I don't know what patronizes that, and um, yeah, I it's so you know, and I get flack from that for this from some of my friends on the right, but uh, you know, I let our daughter participate in brownies um, with the Girl Scouts USA and sell the cookies and stuff, and I know that some people feel they're too left wing now, um, and you know, I'm not gonna be the left and like boycott everything that doesn't totally espouse every value that I have. I'm just not, you know, I'm not going to boycott the Girl Scouts because they are wimps and they deleted their tweet. And it's, it's not worth not going out of my way. It's like I say about the entertainment industry, like if we only watched movies made by right wing people, we'd never get to watch any movies. So I'm going to, you know, if I only let my kids participate in activities run by right-wing people, they wouldn't get to do anything. So we're going to continue to participate in life and be Americans. And I'm going to be conservative, and people are going to have to learn to live with it. So I don't know. Uh... But yeah, that's all I have on the Girl Scout thing. It seems not that exciting to me. I can't believe people got so worked up about it on both sides. I don't know. Are you worked up about it? I think it's disgusting. That they had to take it down or that they did take it down? I think it's disgusting that people went after them for it. It's disgusting that people are are dehumanizing, defemalizing, uh, degendering somebody. And it's, it's just ugly what they do. And all they do is tear down stuff. And it's toxic and disgusting. And, um, you know, it's, it's just uh, horrific. And uh, I hate it. Well, right. I mean, and I hate to say it because this is going to sound like, I mean, I don't, 
know Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but given her relationship with Scalia, I think if it had been a conservative justice who had passed away in October and the right had appointed Amy Coney Barrett to fill that seat, that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg probably would have gotten along just fine with Amy Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court. What is going on, Sally Shaw? What is happening? Is he okay? I don't know. Okay. Mommy, can you take a second? Uh, uh, you, uh, or you don't have to. Just let him in, Sally, so we can, so we can, um, because this is witnessed by people, Sally, so we have to check him out, a cursory check. Oh, are you okay? Okay. The child is okay, just so you know. There was an assault. Uh, one child pushed another child off of a couch is what one eyewitness says here. He's all right. He's walking upright. His, uh, he's able to focus. So his eyes are not dilated. He's not slurring. Uh, he is not stumbling. <laughs> he seems to be in a better mood than ever. Okay, time for the audio. Sally, well, we will be down there to cook for you in a bit. All right, time for the audio. Um, a um, good girl, Sally. A uh, this guy got into one of the Trump rallies today, and I'm not, I'm not for heckling. I think hecklers are jerks. That said, this guy kind of stopped Biden in his traps. Uh, traps, Gee, idiot. <laughs> you in also called tra- it a Trump rally, isn't it? A Biden oh, sorry, rally? a Biden rally. I'm sorry. It's it's hard to think that there are Biden rallies. There, there aren't. <laughs> so anyway, so so listen to Biden goes on this tear. He's been yelling a lot lately. We'll get to that too. Biden goes on this tear of um, he's you know, Trump is the worst person in the world. He mis can misrepresents something Trump said. And this guy in the audience just has no time for it. And this guy's got um, intestinal fortitude, we'll just say. In Trump Towers, he said he was doing it before he hit the ground floor. Remember what he said? He said, I'm going to take on those rapist Mexicans. <laughs> then he claimed, no, that this, there's never been a president. That's a lie, Joe. There's never been a president. That's a lie. Oh, it is a lie. Yeah. And it was your son in the Ukraine. Guy voice, this guy's voice carries, huh? Yeah, how? I don't know. Is he right by the stage He's or like something? Eighteen feet from the stage, but I, I don't know. Joe heard it. You're the one that offered to withhold a billion dollars to cancel a foreign relations. Son of a bitch! He got fired, right? That's what Joe said. Remember right. that? Some of the concert for relations. How good is this guy's voice? In Trump Towers, he said he was doing it before he hit the ground floor. Remember what he said? He said, I'm going to take on those rapist Mexicans. <laughs> then he claimed, no, that this, there's never been a president. That's a lie, Joe. There's never been a president. That's a lie. Oh, it is a lie. Yeah. And it was your son in the Ukraine. It, it, so is it, this recorded by the guy? It sounds no, like it's his microphone. Oh, okay. So... You cannot. Let me tell you something. Okay. The old Joe Biden, ten years ago, would have come back at this guy, mm-hmm. but he is back in his heels when this guy says this. Donald Trump would have been insulting this guy's mother at this point. <laughs> and uh, it, but Biden has nothing to say to him. He's just scrambling. He's buffering. All right. a billion dollars to cancel a foreign relations son of a bitch he got fired right (laughs) oh man Hmm. yeah who knows who knows Alice Uh, you know 
there seems to be some, I don't know what's happening. But that's another example of just the Trump team, Trump here, way down in the polls, but having a good time. They're just having so much fun. They're having so much fun that they're attending Trump's rallies and Biden's rallies. It's yeah. true. When those, when those, uh, you know, that I, t- I tell you, I was talking to uh, to Graham the other day, and he was saying, you know, the people that, that Biden called chumps with the microphones. Mm-hmm. Well, those were people who were at were at a Trump rally that they had all put together without Trump. There It was one of these mm-hmm. thousand like a cars, rolling rally, rolling rallies, like. whatever, and. A bunch of women, Trump voters, women voters for Trump got together and they said, this was so fun. What an exhilarating day. What else can we do? And one of them said, well, there's a Biden rally down the street. (laughs) They said, yeah, let's go over there and bring a microphone or whatever and just kind of taunt them. And they did that. Then Biden called them chumps. But there's so much energy happening there. It's interesting. I just, I've never in my life been so... I, there's just so much disconnect between what I see happening and what the polls are saying. And mm-hmm. I, more of a disconnect than there was in 2016 to me. I just, the, the, and obviously we're in Massachusetts, so there's plenty of Biden lawn signs. I'm not meaning to imply that I don't know anybody who's voting for Biden because obviously Massachusetts is going to go to Biden and there's plenty of people I know who are voting for him. But uh, the level of enthusiasm about Trump and the number of people who are excited to go out and vote for Trump and the number of people who didn't vote for Trump last time and are excited to go out and vote for Trump feels so high in the circles that I run in that it's the idea that like Biden's 17 points up in Wisconsin and like 10 points up in Texas and it just it doesn't doesn't right. seem accurate to me. And it, Trump is having these rallies mm-hmm. where the crowd extends as far as the eye can see in like red, white, and blue gear. And Biden's got like 23 people right. in white chalk circles. Right. And, and, and you talk to Trump people and they're like, absolutely he's going to win. Oh, yeah, totally. No, the polls are all lie. No, it's all lie. Of course, it's already <laughs> over. And like this is in, in Biden's. By the way, I want to, I want to, I want to program note, first of all. Mm-hmm. It was also possible that I would go out. And inspect uh, the hurt child who is there. But I had asked you to do it because, one, I'm a bill, I, I'm, I do more talking on the microphone. Mm-hmm. And I have audio here. So if I right. needed to fill, it wouldn't. But I am also allegedly an active parent in this relationship. And I do check on kids. Now, I'm not the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth responder generally when <laughs> something happening. But they don't like me. They, they like their mother. That's true. That's they what I was going to wa- say. They wouldn't want you. Even if you went me. to go respond they to the couch They would rather die crisis. of their wounds than be tended to by me. They've made it very clear <laughs> that they're not uh, fans of mine. No, it's true. And if I go to work or something, leave the house for some reason, if I dare to, then I'll come back in and they'll be like, I need a Band-Aid. I'm injured. And I'm like, where yeah. was Daddy? And they're like, oh, I guess he's here. I don't know. It didn't occur to me yeah. to ask him. They're like, him. is that the fat guy upstairs? <laughs> so um, so, uh, so here's so here's Joe Biden. Oh, you, We played the audio yesterday of Trump and the fun he's having with putting Pelosi on Mars and this and that. <laughs> And they're not acting like somebody who's about to lose. They are acting like they are, they're about to get ready for the best night of their lives. Now, here's Biden in Florida. And you tell me, you just heard Biden say, Trump said he's going to go get those rapist Mexicans, which is not what he said. <laughs> so it's, you know, not exactly being uh, generous with his interpretation of what Trump <laughs> But, okay, fine. 
Listen to Biden. This is Biden today in Florida, where he's they're trying to win back. They're fearing that they've lost a lot of uh, Hispanic support, and, uh, Cuban mm-hmm. support. So it's Biden in Florida. And listen to the tone and tenor of of his uh, rally today. You have to vote. You have to vote because while Donald Trump fails to contend white supremacy, we can deliver on racial justice. Yeah. Donald Trump, he doesn't believe there's any such thing as systemic racism as a problem. He won't even say black lives matter. Well, you know and I know black lives do matter, and so do others. That's why this season of protests has broken out all across the nation. First of all, talk about dark. What about, weren't dark speeches a bad thing, I was told? Mm-hmm. Dark, ominous, dark cloud. White supremacy, Black Lives Matter. There's protests happening. Donald Trump, racism, racism. Race. Second of all, Biden's yelling. Yeah. Isn't this supposed to feel good? I mean, this isn't this a good time. There ain't a lot of fun happening in the oh, air no. here. Make it clear: protesting is not burning, it's not looting, it's not violence, and must never be tolerated, and it won't. But these protesters are a cry for justice. Protesters are a cry for justice. We're going to inspire a new wave of justice in America. But true justice is also about economic justice. For my entire career, I stood for democracy and human rights, for freedom of the press. And it's all, finally, we're going to get justice. Finally, we're going to get justice. Finally, we're going to, you know, we're going to get rightly um, compensated politically for the harm that's been done to us and what's made you this this made you guys as low as you are it's so uninspiring right well and forgive me if i'm wrong but wasn't he the vice president when the black lives matter movement began uh no that began in um 2016 on november 8th at else even oh. though you thought you saw it in Ferguson. What, it, that, what like, was Ferguson and what was Trayvon no. Martin and what was, I thought. You don't mansplain to the audience else. Assembly. I want to read a quote from it. It says, never before in modern president the vote than Trump. He knows if you vote, he can't win. Why do you think they're spending so much time keeping black folks and brown folks and poor folks from being able to vote? Why make it so hard? What an inspiring message. With the best you have, you have nothing to offer. You have no fixes. You have no vision of the future. You have no, um, you know, be the best you you can be. And this country is there for you. Mm-hmm. You have no, you have the opportunity right now more than any other time to succeed, to have your dreams come true. It's hard work. What we're going to do is make sure we get out of the way and let you do whatever. It's all about they don't want you to vote. The evil person's keeping yeah. you down. You need us. You need me, Mighty Joe. You, Hispanic person who has to toil all week, you know, when whatever job or jobs you have. You need me, Big Hope Joe, Big White Hope Joe Biden, to block the evil from you. So you just go into the, vo- the, the voting booth, pull the lever for me. You know, and we'll make sure you, that you're that you're fine, even though that we we have done nothing for any neighborhood, in for, for any demographic. And, you know, the thing is, the Hispanic population is getting more uh, is getting more conservative because where the, pop- the Hispanic population is doing better and better, you know? And so are large sectors of, uh, of the black population as well. I mean, people are doing better in this country, and it's a mm-hmm. tougher haul now to tell minorities and the marginalized communities 
that you're screwed because of the my evil opponent. Right. Well, to go back to that though, you know, there have been indications that Biden is really struggling with the Hispanic community in Florida in particular. Clearly, there are indications that the black community, especially black men, are, uh, you know, shifting toward Trump. And um, that's one reason why I'm so confused by the top line poll numbers. How can it be that Biden has, I forget exactly what the numbers are, I haven't looked at it today, but, you know, that he's lost double digits of Hispanic support compared to Hillary Clinton in 2016 and yet somehow they're saying he's up five points in florida i don't how is that possible you know i I, I just this is why i'm i'm just so weirded out by the like disconnect between the polls and the actual energy and i guess i mean so here i guess is my sort of theory i have on why that uh, this could be so you have like the neat silver like probability math people about the election right and they'll be quick to tell you like sure there could be a polling error that has biden up way more than he truly is but it's also just as likely that there could be a polling error in the opposite direction that has you know that has biden winning in a double digit huge landslide right so like they're and they're saying like well both things are equally possible and i suppose if you don't look out your window and you're only seeing polling data then both things are equally possible but when I look around me with my eyes open, it seems to me that one of those possibilities is way more likely than the other and that it's there's some kind of systematic error that is making the polls look much worse for Trump than they are. And I, I don't think the pollsters are doing it on purpose. I really I really think they want to be right. And I think that people on the left keep saying, you know, um, that don't get complacent. Biden might not be up that much. But I and. First of all, the fact that they're saying that tells me that something's wrong. But also, like, there just must be some underlying assumption that they're making about that's... the electorate or turnout or something well, that's well, making this off. Because I just, I don't believe the numbers that they're I, telling I me either. are accurate it, to reality right now. And just... I'm, I'm a big poll yeah. number believer, but something seems weird to right. me right now. We just had a poll, or not we, but my former company, the Herald, just had a poll come out today, which mm-hmm. had, I think, Biden up. Don't don't pull that answer. If Biden up... um. Like fifty eight to forty two percent in New Hampshire, fifty eight to forty two. Yeah. Or is that national? I, I don't know what. It, maybe it's not. Or was it New Hampshire? I think it was New Hampshire. Well, right. I don't even remember. In- Either way, it's not. It doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem right. Yeah, uh, but- it's it's weird. And and the other thing that gives me pause about the poll numbers right now is that, um, and I mentioned this before a little bit on this show that. You know, I believed it when it showed him down after that first debate and when it showed him down, you know, sort of during the depths of the COVID stuff when he had that rally that was like more poorly attended, the one that killed Herman Cain, that one. And, um, you know, it did seem like there was less energy in the air at that time, don't you think? Yes. So... And so at that point, like, I did believe, and especially, like, right after that first debate and when, um, you know, Trump got COVID, it seemed like there there was sort of some weird negativity happening on the Trump side, like, or just not being sure right then what was going on. And, like, it hasn't swung back at all since then, really. I mean, like, less than a point the polls have moved since right. Trump had COVID. And that seems weird to me mm-hmm. because there has been, in the... And I know this is totally subjective, but 
in the general zeitgeist, there's been a huge, massive shift towards Trump and enthusiasm for Trump and rolling rallies and whatever the boat rallies are called. And, you know, all the uh, just the excitement and the positivity and the energy and all these rappers saying they're going to vote for Trump and all this. Like it just and the Biden people seem like so defeated. And you played that speech. It's so dark and negative. There wasn't like one happy line in the whole speech. And I don't know, maybe this is just me or like maybe, but the wearing of the sunglasses and I know they're like a meme thing now with like people have the yard signs now with the aviators on them. But for him to give that whole speech wearing his black aviators where you can't see his eyes and like it just seemed like sort of like impersonal and weird to me. Well, not only that, and I'll go right there with you. I've seen a lot of people saying, hey, you know, after that speech, he sprinted off the stage. He ran down the stage and off. And people have been saying... That it's left, not him? No, people have been saying, oh. look how much energy he has compared to Trump. Look how he can sprint and run, unlike Trump, who's a fat guy and I could never do this. I'm thinking, if your guy's sprinting off the stage, he's getting the hell off the stage. Not because he's, you know, doing, uh, you know gases and sprints he's getting off the stage because he needs to not be in public quickly mm-hmm. that's my own opinion but uh but, but, but so, so tell me then uh, so, uh, why you think that the, that the national democrats are are saying that their polling looks much closer you think that that's not just a, a ploy a, a ruse to get people out there in case they i think they're seeing the polling numbers too huge and they're saying jesus we can't have these people be overconfident and not show up Right. But I also think that if you're truly, you know, 10 points up in Texas or whatever stupid numbers, if they think they're 20 points up in Wisconsin, then, you know, because there was a poll that came out that had him up 17 in Wisconsin. And like the statistics people will tell you, it's just as likely to be, you know, five points more than that than five points less. So, you know, he could be up over 20 points in Wisconsin. Like, do we really think that Biden's up more than 20 points in Wisconsin? Is there any mm. planet on which anybody thinks that that's true? It's very hard to believe. It's ju- And it's it doesn't very hard seem to believe, right. But with- the, the only thing is, is that the national polling shows people care about COVID the most. It, but although, like, we care about COVID, but I don't think either of us are th- worried about dying. True. And I think we're worried about schools and that stuff. Right. Uh, and if and, you care about that stuff, you're probably pro-Trump. True. Um, you know, and I, I think I want to make the right health decisions. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think, like you say, I think caring about COVID has multiple dimensions to it. There was also like a Harris poll that has Trump's approval up to 49%. Mm. Like, how can Biden be up 10 points nationally if Trump's approval is at 49%? I just, I don't, right. and, and none of the things two, mesh together. Those two polls that were big polls that said that the people thought they were better off now than four years ago. Right. You don't answer that question if you hate Trump like that. It's not how you answer that. So here's Rep Deb Dingle uh, kind of speaking to what you were else. It's, it's tightening here in Michigan. I, I am out there. Uh, probably doing more than I should, but I'm always masked. And yesterday I had the, uh, 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 the some of the auto workers who I thought were going to go back to Joe Biden had, were very clear with me last night. They were voting for President Trump. And I think what we're seeing now is that on the ground, people have to turn out their votes. As you noted, President Trump's coming back on Friday. 
uh, uh, my grapevine tells me he'll probably be back again before election day. No, she actually does sound serious. <laughs> she sounds like she's worried. And she's, I think some of them are worried. Well, she's been working with the state committee and the people on the ground, and they're saying, we got a problem here. And she's probably saying, she's trying to do some CYA work, among mm-hmm. other things, because she's part of responsible, partly responsible to deliver the state. Well, I think they're nervous about, uh, you know, getting caught with their pants down again, like they did in 2016, like because they were so confident, so confident. And if you remember, you had that thing where you were talking, I guess it was to like Democrat secretaries of state in the Rust Belt or something. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about like, we're seeing in the voter registrations, weird stuff happening. And like, we're worried about these like blue collar people in these blue collar areas that the the energy level is not normal and like turnout is so high mm-hmm. right now like something like 75 percent of the people the number of people who voted in 2016 in texas have already voted in texas right the turnout is so high the enthusiasm is so high the republican numbers on early voting don't look as bad as they're supposed to normally in mm-hmm. early voting and like some of that it's hard to know how much is like covid weirdness with the early and male voting and how much is you know, something different happened. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to be surprised on election day like everybody else. But I just, as a person who believes numbers and believes data, I want it on the record that I just think something is off here. Mm-hmm. I I think it's going to be more towards Trump than it's looking like right now. Anyway. Right. And think about these states, these battleground states here. You've got Trump par- carpeting the states. Huge Trump rallies in all of these states. It's anytime you see the presidential motorcade, it's badass. It always looks cool. Air Force One looks cool. It puts you. It puts you in awe. I believe it. you're putting taxpayer resources right. into a campaign. No huh? doubt, and that's <laughs> I. And I, you know, I have a problem with that. You know, that nobody should be doing it, but both sides do. Um, uh, and and those big rallies, that's badass. And those big rallies as well in a time of COVID are the only fun there is in these states. So mm-hmm. even if you're not a 100 percent Trump person, whatever. You get to go to a fun party, and it's sanctioned by the president of the United States, who outranks Dr. Fauci. Mm-hmm. And so you get to have fun. Not only that, but these things are very positive events. So maybe if you were wondering right. about him, now you've got all these yahoos driving through town with their Trump uh, flags hanging off the back of their bumper st- of the cars, and they're coming in. They're spending money in your restaurants if they're open. They're spending spending money in your towns. The people are in good spirits. They're not the monsters you thought they were. Meanwhile, since Trump's doing this, all of the struggling local papers, of course, are writing him up, and all the struggling local newspaper uh, websites are giving him local press. And that's the reason that these mm-hmm. people bother to travel, is to get local press hits. And and so he, Trump is getting press. And you can't just – there's only so much of your copy you can dedicate to another super spreader event by Trump without then just getting to Trump's message. You're covering him for the message. And – you know, this stuff works. And meanwhile, if you're a voter, you're saying, wait a second, this guy here gives a bleep about me so much that he's getting – He first of all, he still has COVID as far as I know. I don't know how good the guy's lungs are, but he cares about me so much that he's coming here again and again and again. He's old as hell, but he's coming here to have a good time for us. He cares that much. Meanwhile, the other guy is tucked away in Delaware somewhere, and he's yelling at us. I mean, it is. There's something to it. But we're going long here, so let's get some audio done here. Your friend Alice, um, Andrew Cuomo, governor of 
New York was on The View today. And if you think that this is an odd time to be on a book tour uh, about the book that you wrote, spent the time to write <laughs> during the deadly pandemic that killed 33,000 New Yorkers, and then it's an odd time maybe to write a book about how you, how you defeated COVID when we're in the middle of the COVID crisis, we're told, and we're about to hit another surge. And do you think that it's an odd time then to write this book, publish it while people are still dying, and then do a hit on The View and spend the time selling a book? He's selling a book while the crisis is still happening. He's selling a book about how he defeated the crisis. Then um, you have a right to feel like this guy is unbelievable. We are back with Governor Andrew Cuomo, author of the book American Crisis. Sonny. Governor, I, I want to say this book is uh, absolutely fantastic. I think it's uh, just a, a guide to how to deal with... with, with a guide? <laughs> how to deal with... Yeah, if you're in the coffin business, it's a guide. <laughs> Jesus. This pandemic. But, but let me ask you this. Um, there has been uh, a lot of confusion about an alleged March 25th order that uh, directed nursing homes to accept... In New York, infected COVID patients, possibly leading to the death of more than 6,000 seniors. Now, you say in your book that that was a lie, that New York State never demanded or directed that any nursing home accept a COVID-positive patient. Um, the Department of Justice, however, is now supposedly looking into this issue. Can you explain what really happened? Yeah. What a shock that the Department of Injustice uh, sends a letter a few days before an election trying to. You probably missed it, but he said Department of Injustice. Ooh. Now, a year and a half ago, when Robert Mueller was about to indict the president, it was the Department of Justice, according to uh, Cuomo mm -hmm. then. To advance a political theory. Uh, I was shocked and amazed that the Trump administration was capable of such a thing. Uh, Sonny, they had played politics uh, on this from day one, right? Uh, they have done a terrible job on COVID from day one. and uh, From day one, when I was calling him a racist for stopping flights from China. They want a counter defense. And what they were saying was, uh, well, a lot of people died in nursing homes in democratic states. It's not just New York. It's all the democratic states. And the truth is, a lot of people did die in nursing homes in democratic states. The truth is, people are dying today in nursing homes in Republican states. Nobody's a ghoul. Nobody's a yeah. ghoul at all. That's not weird, ugly, <laughs> weird, pale undertaker talk. <laughs> yeah, but now they're dying in Republican states, so they're even now. Now you can't say that about me. It's just that Democratic states had uh, uh, the, the disease worse and earlier. They had a disease worse. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that they were all busy showing Trump how safe it was to be out in large crowds um, for critical weeks at the beginning of the pandemic. Maybe it has something to do with that. Right. And may, well, maybe it has something to do with the, me, the fictitious memo that apparently didn't happen. If it didn't happen, then the, for some reason, everybody assumed that there was a policy of sticking sick people in with old people. I don't know why they assumed that or where that came from. I assume that was a, the Trump dog whistle. Anyway, enough about him. Enough about him, right? And are you vulnerable on this issue at all because of your son's business dealings? It's a guy asking, I don't know who this is, but he's asking Trump if he's vulnerable about uh, Bo, uh, Hunter. In China. No, I don't believe so at all. My son's business dealings were not anything with everybody that he's talking about, not even remotely, number one. 
what? And are you vulnerable on this issue at all because of your son's business dealings in, in China? No, I don't believe so at all. My son's business dealings were not anything where everybody that he's talking about, not even remotely number one. You know what? They weren't anything or, or, of, of that he was talking about remotely number one. He makes a good point. I want to hear that one more time. Okay. Can you tell me what I'm hearing? And are you vulnerable on this issue at all because of your son's business dealings in, in China? No, I don't believe so at all. My son's business dealings were not anything where everybody that he's talking about, not even remotely number one. I'm glad he goes. You know what the great thing is? My my son's business dealings were not no anything, not that he was talking about. That's number one. But it's like, no, no, hold on. That's not a number one. That was spam. That was garbage. You didn't. It doesn't concatenate. Nothing that you you didn't put, put together, together words. No, that's not number one's not done and accepted. No, <laughs> go back and try again Resubmit for number one. Number one. Yes, Jesus. Um, has what anyone is, yet asked Biden if the laptop is Hunter's? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because not him directly, but they asked my new friend Jamal White if the uh, laptop laptop. This is who the media now is, by the way. The only people asking the Biden campaign about the laptop are institutions like Cheddar, <laughs> which I don't know is at, it's some kind of like entertainment of the cheese. But <laughs> so this dude from Cheddar asks Jamal White, uh, who's uh, Hunter's, uh, sorry, who's Joe Biden's national press flag, press flag about that issue. Uh, I was curious if that's still your position, that because we saw big tech react the way they did on the New York Post story, that uh, the allegations in it are are off the table. They are false as far as you're concerned. Look, we're not going to waste any seconds on this smear campaign. Um, if we want to talk about corruption, let's look at Donald Trump. He's paid more ta- um, money in taxes to China than he has to the United States of America. So we're not going to waste any time on that. It's another distraction. We need to keep our eyes on the prize. We're not going to waste any more time on that. You know what? Has I, I just it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind. They won't even it's one thing to ask the question and just accept the Biden campaign's answer without doing any digging, which I know is what the media wants to do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe they learned their lesson on the Supreme Court packing question thing that they discovered that if they asked the question that they had to notice that Biden wasn't answering it at all so they've just decided on this issue you know what we're just not even going to ask him he's not going to answer us or answer us truthfully but we're just gonna if we don't ask then we don't have to cover the fact that he won't answer yeah but the problem is alice is that the media is using the left media the establishment media is using the same exact copy the same exact jargon that was provided to jamal white they're using the same script Right. To fend off questions from conservative media, mm-hmm. so when a conservative guest ends up on Jake Tapper, he says, "We're not going to no, we're not going to waste time dealing with Russian propaganda." They're all working off the same script, and that is worrisome. Well, right, it's very weird to me that you know, as the story broke before any journalists looked into it, that it was immediately just Russian propaganda. Just it's just Russian propaganda. And people said, like, well, wait, is this really Hunter's laptop? We, we are not looking into that. That's Russian propaganda. Right. Well, there's an actual laptop here. Is this Hunter's or not? Like, that's an right. easy question. Well, and if it is Russian propaganda, that should be an easy question right. to answer. Well, I had a media person say to me, 
Well, yeah, it's a week, but two weeks before the election, Tom. It's it's Rudy Giuliani. Obviously, it's a stunt made to be an October surprise to sink him in the election. Well, which, yeah, and right. the Access Hollywood to, tape. Well, was, to which what? I said, to which I said, yes, of course it is. That's how this stuff gets out there because it's made to sink somebody in the election. That's why this happened. That's why the promenade of Trump's victims in 2016. That's why all this stuff. But no, 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 no. With with Trump, wait a second. The Trump people are just trying to win the election. They don't really care about the this stuff. They're just trying to win. Really, they invented that too? <laughs> they invented just trying to win? We have five days to elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as the next president and next vice president of the United States and to send Donald Trump packing. Sure. Okay, so to clarify, we, there were more accusations made this week uh, on that most-watched Fox News interview a couple nights ago from Tucker Carlson. Did those meetings happen as they had been alleged when Joe Biden was a private citizen? Good for Cheddar, by the way. But my buddy Jamal White is not going to be broken down by this line of questioning. Mm-mm. We're not going to waste any time on this smear campaign because it's just another distraction to distract, uh, uh, again, away from four years of Donald Trump's reckless policies and his failed leadership. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to accept the, the premise of the question. We have five days to keep our eyes on the prize. And again, that is to vote Joe Biden as the next president of the United States. Okay, fair enough. Uh- yeah. Okay. Fair enough. As if there's not a meta, a meta middle finger in that response. Uh, so that's Jamal White is the flack you hear. Very shortly, it's very possible that your tax dollars will be paying for his salary. All right. Uh, let's get through the uh, Hunter Biden voice memo. Have you heard this yet? Not really. It came mm-hmm. out a few days ago. This is, it's kind of just kind of interesting. I can't get too in the weeds with this Hunter stuff. I, I, just, I, I, it reminds, I like it though. It reminds me of Joe. I get calls from my father to tell me that the New York Times is calling, but my old partner, Eric, who literally has done me harm for I don't know how long, is the one taking the calls because my father will not stop sending the calls to Eric. I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrick Coe, the spy chief of China. We started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, found it. It is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing. Who was my partner? Dude lives an exciting life. I gotta tell you that. <laughs> so my big takeaway from this mm-hmm. is, holy crap, the New York Times used to do reporting. They're yeah. calling him. That was years ago, of course, a few years ago. But my God, imagine them calling and looking for a reaction, like they're journalist mm-hmm. stuff. That's crazy. All right. Uh, I want to make sure we get to this else before we say goodbye. Uh, Joe Biden, like we said earlier, he was salty today. Doesn't think he's and vulnerable. And are you vulnerable on this issue at all because of your son's business dealings in, in China? No, I don't believe so at all. My son's business dealings were not anything where everybody that he's talking about, well, not even one. remotely, number that's, one. That's one. Um, sorry, that I was recording this and I got a notification that somebody, so that's why you keep hearing that every time I play it. Oh. But he had it. This was a um, a more um, fatigue filled day, I would say. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, Doesn't matter. I've been there. I'll be there very shortly as well. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Uh, real killer. No. Um, Media Research Center, they sent one of their reporters out to this little plaza in D.C. where Fox is and MSNBC is. Alice, that's where we got ice cream. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And they caught up with Andrea Mitchell. They asked her 
about the Hunter Biden stuff. Um, we're just asking people why they're not covering the Hunter Biden story. We are. You are? Absolutely. Well, we've done some research out of 113 hours of... If you don't mind me standing six feet away from you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Um, out of 113 hours, it looks like you guys have been, you know, generally spending like 20 minutes on the story. A lot of fact check. We, we, we cover the news and we cover facts. And we cover what is reliably... Right, okay. So here we go. Uh, this is Joe Biden. Here's Joe this is Joe. This is actually my favorite Joe Biden piece of audio. I should have thrown this in the open today. I'm going to let you make a prediction on this one, Alice. I don't think you've heard this piece of audio yet. It's Joe Biden on a morning talk show. What's your go-to song on your music playlist? Yeah, for real, Mr. Biden. Like, what is the song I would have to play to get you hyped up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, um... Alice. I am going to ask you, what do you think the race of the singer of the song will be? You can pick, there's many races out there, I believe. <laughs> you can pick any one of them. Um, I mean, I guess that it's an African-American artist. It is cynical as hell, Alice. Well, there's two up. One uh, is from the old days, and, uh, you know, Aretha Franklin's respect. The okay. Anything we need is some respect. R-E-S-P-C-T is what lacking <laughs> this present. Ballpark, I mean. <laughs> Most of the letters were in yeah. there, you know. They're, all those letters are in there. I mean, it's something. Um, all right. And last thing we'll get to, Alice, since we've talked about this stuff earlier, too, you've been... Um, You've been um, educating me on LGBT two, LGBTQ two IA plus IA plus. Um, this is a piece of audio that you sent me. I have not actually listened to this. I did see the visage of the fellow. No, of the person. I said I saw the visage of the person who I would think was a fellow. I'm not sure, but anyway, okay. Oh, I'm aware that because I'm non-binary, I'm confusing to you. But well, that is accurate. <laughs> you're going to have to respect me. R-E-P-C-T. <laughs> you think that getting it comes before respecting me. Mm. Is in this person's case what does getting it mean i think it means understanding their uh gender identity oh oh i thought it meant attaining physical satisfaction with no i think yeah oh jesus but it's the other way around you need to see my humanity you (laughs) must respect me and talk to me like a human being and then maybe later You'll get it. But that's the least important part. That's how you're going to learn. Was that enticing? Was I supposed to be in talk? Was I lectured to or was somebody romancing me in that? I don't understand. (laughs) You were being lectured to. Okay, okay. Good. Because that was very much this like person me, was... me and Alice's first date. Oh, I'm aware that because I'm non-binary, I'm confusing to you. But you're going to have to respect you know, here's one thing about, and I will say from my generation and down, because 
you know what? For all generations living, you're not that freaking interesting. <laughs> you're not. Nobody, you're not an interesting yeah, person. Okay? Mostly we're not no- trying to get you. Right. Nobody's interesting. I'm not interesting. They're not interesting. And I understand social media has made everybody think they're interesting. Um, and But n- nobody's interesting. Okay. That's, the, geez, you need to get me. Who would spend time giving a frig about this dude's problem? Shut up. Well, and, you know, in one sense, they're not wrong. Like, you do have to, there is a an expectation that we treat other people with fundamental human dignity. But there's a confusion about the idea that because I respect a person as a human being that I have to um, totally embrace all of their life choices that um but why does why can't like why do we have to make a, a, a no do deep, the work do the work a, do the reading right That's what why the do we have says. to make a deep uh, you know contractual commitment to the spirit <laughs> of the person's being and to, to make sure that we validate openly and fairly uh i mean just be a person and shut up Cardi B's not not difficult to understand. That's why I like her. That's why I love her, as a matter of fact, Alice. I'm telling you right now. Okay. I happen to be in love with Cardi B. All right. Thanks for sticking it out, by the way. I'm sorry we went long. Or what's long? Maybe you don't care. Maybe you're all for it being long. And now that we get to feed the kids, none of them are injured. We've done wellness checks on all of them, by the way. Nobody is uh, injured. One of them is lying on my wife's uh, lap right now. He seems to be fairly happy. They're all good. Thanks so much, by the way. Burn Barrel Podcast. Alice, what's all this stuff? Um, you know the thing. It's at Burn Barrel Pod on Twitter, at Burn Barrel Podcast on Facebook. All right. See you later. Say la vie. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.